How's it going? Going good. How are you? (laughs) Pretty good. So I don't think I told you the name of the pod, but this is The Juice. So you're on on The Juice. And for you, The Juice is Days and Confused. Yes. Very cool. So uh, The Juice is, I guess, so this is the third episode that I'm recording. uh, And I've said this in every episode, the the number that I've recorded it. I really don't know chronologically what I'm going to put in order when. But I guess mm-hmm. it'll be pretty fun to figure out which is which. Um, and so the juice is a podcast about uh, it's just, you know, my name is Mike and I I'm talking to my friends and other musicians and artists that I uh, that I look up to. And uh, I talk about their favorite movie. Hell, yeah. And so hearing, hearing me be on it and using the context of you look up to, I'm like, what the fuck? You're yeah, man. so much better of a guitar player than no, me. <laughs> no, no. So so uh we should we should talk about how we first met, which was uh when uh my band was recording, my band Cryptodira was recording our first record at Will Putney's studio, and you were yes. working there at the time. Correct. Yep. Yeah. We were we were both locked away in separate rooms just going crazy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And and you were working on a bunch of different stuff all at once cuz like uh I I Matt Matt kind of does what you did now, right? Or was doing that. I know that he's like kind of like doing his own thing there now too. Um but you were just kind of like helping out editing and stuff and like taking like the the workload off of Will and Randy and stuff and like uh just like the really boring stuff you were doing mostly, right? Uh, I had, I think at the time that we were working together, I had finally moved up to like being my own engineer kind of thing there. Cause I think when you guys were working on that record, uh, I think I was recording that band illusionist from New Jersey who has since broken up, but, uh, okay. but yeah, I've definitely, I wore a lot of hats at that studio. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It, uh, very cool place to be. And I know that they just uh, it was like the one year anniversary since the flood or since they moved into the new spot. Um, yeah. Have you been to have you been to that new spot yet? No, not yet. I'm hoping to eventually uh, head up to New Jersey at some point because Randy and I have a band Phantom Pain that has been very much inactive for a few years. And right. uh, I would love to do that again and be at that studio. And then Matt, too. Like, obviously, yeah. I've spent a lot of time with him touring and everything and they're both still two of my best friends so i want that's right badly (laughs) that's right and so uh the other you were in a band called phantom pain and you were playing uh and touring with and you were actively writing in the acacia strain for a pretty long time too yeah i was in uh the acacia strain for about six years yeah yeah and so you did it you did a bunch of touring and you wrote and recorded on a couple of records right Yep, that's correct. Sick, sick. Yeah, so uh, you froze up yeah, a little bit. All good, all good. Uh, so yeah. Um, so you know, that's uh, we, we met kind of through that, and um, I don't think we've ever played a show together, but I've seen you play with the Acacia Strain once, and we've hung out in recording uh environments for a handful of days, weeks, 
and uh and you know just hang out on the internet every once we in a have, while we have technically played a show together uh from when i was in that band awaken providence we played okay long, i think i think it was long island together we played to like seven people but it was before we knew each other do you know do you know where it was oh god i wish but i remember the only thing i remember about that show there's two things three things i guess you guys mashing your pedal boards on the floor and me okay. thinking, why the hell do we have to play after this band? Uh, <laughs> some guitar player who played left-handed, but he had his strings right-handed. Okay. The opening band was Drive By Bukaki. Holy smokes. Okay, so so there's a couple <laughs> of little notes from that. That band, Drive By Bukaki, I know uh, they played... In, insane name by the way but i know yeah. that they that they're members of different bands from massachusetts that are like heck death and like uh um just like kind of like more traditional progressive death metal bands um and they're they're all really good musicians but i guess that's like i, I you know some kind of weird uh like joke project that they have and then yeah, they had a that, lot of movie samples and no bass player yeah yeah pretty cool <laughs> and <laughs> And then the the band the, with the left-handed guitar player, was that an instrumental band by any chance? Do you remember? I think it was. So so that was probably a band called Fall of the Albatross, who are really good. Um, and they still play. They still play. They're cool. Um, that, that guy is a really good guitar player. Harold, his name is. Yeah, that all sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, I forgot about that. That's pretty funny. And that was, and like, like you were saying, that was before we recorded a full length. That was before we knew each other. Um, that was fun. I, 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 I vaguely remember too, but I cannot remember for the life of me where it was or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, that was just an interesting night. Cause we played after you guys and I was pissed because I was like, cool, this band rules and we play breakdowns. And then <laughs> One of our guitar players, we had three guitar players and one broke a string in the first song and we played it without him. <laughs> just the, it's just the worst feeling, dude. The, the, it's literally the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so outside of all that, let's, let's, let's hop into this. The first, the first thing that I want to ask you is about your relationship with movies as like, I know that you watch a, a good bit. Anyone who's got a Letterbox account, which we follow each other on Letterbox, you know, you you're, if you're logging movies, you you have somewhat of a relationship with movies more so than a lot of other people. Um, let me ask this: is is like like how you look at movies, and if it's like kind of different from movie to movie? Because like that's kind of when I ask people, and when I think about it myself, like there's there's kind of like movies that you take a little more seriously, and movies that you kind of just throw on for fun. Uh, what's kind of your relationship with them as like entertainment and art? Uh, it's very movie to movie. Um, my like long term quick synopsis of my relationship with movies is like I grew up watching them. Um, my parents, I guess I just found this out recently, didn't have cable for a really long time. So like, okay, the only way for me to watch anything was just rewatching the same movies over and over. Um, yeah. So like. And it makes sense because I am a serial rewatcher of movies. Um, Me too. That's I feel like that's a ninety is a very nineties thing. You had like a handful of VHSs yeah. and you were like, What are we gonna watch? <laughs> well, I guess I'll watch this again. Yeah, exactly. And there's like a handful that I 
that that were just constantly in rotation and then that kind of translated to like being older like uh yeah i think the summer of like my senior year of high school i watched i love you man like 32 times in one month or something that's a really rewatchable movie and 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 i kind of very funny enough have somewhat of a similar relationship with the the rewatching stuff i've and and uh to to bring it to richard linkletter the director of days of confused uh, I forget what age I was, but I watched School of Rock before bed for a whole year, every mm. night. Yeah. It, it it was like, I must have seen this movie like 400 times. And it's so yeah. funny that I recently rewatched I, yeah. it. And I just and... very recently. You oh, rewatched sorry, it recently? You, you rewatched it re- uh, recently too? No, no, no. What I was going to say was I actually very recently got back to a point where I can enjoy and appreciate that movie because i watched it so many times as a kid like yeah i mean that movie was my fucking dream like i was the same age as those kids and all i wanted to do was play guitar and play in a rock or metal band like that was i was obsessed with that movie it was Uh, (laughs) like recently rewatching that i I caught what was the last time that you rewatched that it's been a minute, but like I remember, I wanted, I do want to rewatch it, especially because I'm kind of going back through some Linklater movies. Like I didn't yeah. even realize how many I had seen from him. Um, sure. And now I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to rewatch that. But it's it's definitely been a minute. So there's a couple little things that like the last rewatch I did was sometime last year, and uh, I I gotta say the band that he was in, what the fuck was the name of that band? Uh, the band that he was in that he got kicked out of every oh right. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. They had every right to kick him out. Oh, totally. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's insane. Like watching it with the perspective of being in a band that that takes, you know, just being in bands that that you take yourself seriously, and you, you think about having this guy in your band, it's a fucking nightmare. And yeah. and the, the other thing being like, <laughs> he should have been arrested for some yeah. of the things that he did, <laughs> but. It's still great, and he got rewarded somehow. And yeah, that's a great movie. That's 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 fun. But yeah, so so you're a serial rewatcher. Do you remember what some of the movies that you had on deck when you were younger were? Uh, constantly watching The Goonies. Constantly okay. watching Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Um, sure. I would watch the uh, Christmas Story like throughout the year for whatever okay. reason. Um, that's cool. Wayne's World, like they're. I, there was a lot of movies so like it was like a a rotation of like 20 to 30 movies that i would consistently watch over and over are you are you a physical media guy do you have like uh like are you a big move dvd and record collector or cd whatever no i think honestly it's because anytime growing up like that i had money i was either buying like music gear or sure. like like pedals and shit or shoes so like okay yeah those are like like the two things that i was like okay i'm gonna save my money for this and unfortunately like i'm part of the problem of physical media going away but i don't know life no 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 no. i'm not gonna blame myself (laughs) no you shouldn't blame yourself and honestly there are people who collect and i've just got one little shelf of trash behind me (laughs) right in front of me is like nothing but movies and records in my closet nothing but movies it's it's fuck so there are people like me who are making up for the fact that certain that just some people don't buy it and i'm gonna try and get you hooked especially because you're you're such a movie guy there's so many like i just you know that band vatican yeah 
I just got Nolan kind of hooked on like boutique Blu-rays, mm-hmm. and like I'm gonna I, I'm gonna make it my 2023 mission to get you a little bit hooked on some of these ridiculous like you need like your favorite movies uh, in these ridiculously fat packages with like. <laughs> booklets and posters and stuff you need it i think i i do have uh i've got a handful of movie posters and uh there's nothing hung up behind me because like we moved into this house a few months ago and still kind of getting things set up um yeah but i do have some movie posters like my parents for christmas just got me a poster of like the witch and uh hey that's Barbarian. cool and oh, cool. um one of my buddies for my birthday got me like the a24 script book for the witch so like i've oh, got some cool. stuff uh yeah just not like like i don't have a vinyl collection i don't have a sure. dvd collection because i don't have a dvd player even um right we gotta yeah. get you we gotta get you a regionless 4k player so you can <laughs> play all the different region blu-rays and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna uh give you this disease is what i'm gonna do if I'm gonna, I I've thought about collecting a little bit, and if I'm gonna start the disease, I think I want to try to get like the Japanese versions of everything because I think sure. that's super cool, and I really love like Japanese horror movies. So, and I found a company that does like Japanese posters of American movies. Uh, gotcha. and I just like thought that was kind of cool, like Rucking Fotten style, that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very cool. Uh, there's a ridiculous because you mentioned The Witch twice. Uh, there's a UK label that put out a 4K of The Witch that I just got that is like, I'll send you pictures after this. It's ridiculous. It's so cool. Um, yeah, please do. Yes. But, uh, okay, I, I interrupted you, your relationship with movies. But basically, you know, you kind of like, you were watching as a kid. It was something that kind of like, it seems like your parents were uh, were watching movies. Where my That was the same thing with my dad in particular, where like, I stayed home from school. He was like, let's watch Alien or Aliens or Predator. You know, uh, the thing was huge with me as a kid. And he was like, he was more uh, like loved crummy sci-fi originals, um, but also just like, you know, would watch anything. And whenever we were at Walmart, he was like, let's look at what movies they have for $5. That kind of thing. So it seems like same kind of vibe where it was like, as a kid, you grew up watching movies. Yeah. And uh, my dad pretty much in the similar realm like we used to he's the one who got me into horror movies and like i was so afraid of them as a little kid that like yeah when i started seeing an interest we would have like a movie night where That's certain, awesome. he would watch a movie beforehand and he would gauge like if I was gonna be able to watch it with the lights on or off. Oh, that's, <laughs> and that's awesome! Like how that was like our system of like, all right, lights on for this one because it was like kind of fucked up. That's awesome. That's all. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, yeah, my dad just so into less horror, more sci-fi, but it crosses over with like Alien. The Thing was his favorite movie. That kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny though. Like for whatever reason, my dad didn't show me movies that he loved. It would be like really? movies that I was just curious of. Like I I didn't see the thing until like four years ago, and I texted really? him being like, "The thing is what amazing. Happens? Like, have you yeah, ever what seen happened? this?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's one of my favorite horror movies from like that's awesome. childhood." I was like, "What the fuck, man? Like, yeah, why you show me this shit." I I I seriously think that I watched the thing with my dad. 40, 50 times just yeah. because he was always like, let's watch the thing. You know, it's I was perfect. home from school. It's very, yeah, rewatchable. It, is. it, oh yeah, it's perfect. And, um, uh, and just one last tag to like my relationship with film. Uh, I think like during the pandemic and specifically like watching through, um, 
Twin Peaks The Return that okay. like really and just like getting it to David Lynch a bit like that was like that's such a typical thing to love is David Lynch but like that really changed my life on the the Twin Peaks The Return specifically really changed my life on like all things art like it changed my perspective on music a lot all that's awesome all kinds of just media and like entertainment artistic consumption i think i've seen every david lynch movie except for um the twin peaks movie and i haven't seen um oh uh 2006 i'll i'll think of the name of it i know that it's from 2006 though uh, uh it's a, it's not lost highway it's not mulholland drive Inland it's empire. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Inland Empire, and I know that it's getting a physical release pretty soon, and I'm going to pick it up and see it. But I haven't seen Twin Peaks the show, and I know that that's like a very that's like a point of contention with many people where they're like, "So you should you should do that tonight is what you should do." Whenever <laughs> I mention that, I I am that it, Twin Peaks is my favorite thing in the world. Uh, but I'm also like, when you're ready, it'll come. So, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I, I got my I got my Twin Peaks mug that is my favorite yeah, mug that I'm slipping cool. out of my dog Cooper. I named after. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So like, but when you're ready, it'll be there, and I I think you'll I think you'll love it, and I picture you also liking the the shitty moments of the second the lore. season because I, I also lore, like then. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you were saying you were saying some one it was very it's very typical like you said to like it but it's one of those things where I just recently rewatched Blue Velvet and Lost Highway and I'm like yeah, I know that it's like cliche or like kind of just like everyone it's like obvious to say but the man is a fucking genius yeah he it's he's, like it's like liking Converge if you're like sure. into like aggressive experimental yeah. stuff like yeah. It's it's like yeah. It, sorry that it's really good. You know what I yeah. mean? Like uh, <laughs> it, it is. It just is. Yeah. Uh, uh, but let let's hop into Days and Confused. I want to know what your relationship with Days and Confused is. I saw Days and Confused for the first time. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. Um, okay. And I was thinking about this last night, and I think Days and Confused was like the first movie that I ever really discovered on my own that I fell in love with. Um, cool. Like I, I was real into like Kevin Smith shit. So I was starting to kind of like understand the like more indie style of like, mm -hmm. even though, even though like obviously Clerks is like a hit, that was one of the first, that was like the first huge successful indie movie, like of that kind of, uh, I don't know, just it was like a $25,000 budget and made millions. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like, there's like a big indie boom in the nineties that like link is definitely a part of. And like, yeah, yeah, clerks is very much like right at the top of that. Yeah. So like I was watching a bunch of that stuff. Like my, my dad loved clerks. So I would watch that shit with him. Um, but I still remember like laying on the living room couch, just kind of like flipping through like Comcast on demand. Sure. And or like maybe like some like the Showtime or HBO channels or whatever, and seeing Dazed and Confused, and I knew the name of it, but I didn't know anything about it, and I just put it on, and I think it was from that very first scene where uh, "Sweet Emotion" the Aerosmith yeah. song is playing with the needle that. drops, man. The needle drops yeah. in this movie are fucking out of this world. And I just remember being like, I like this. Like there is something. It was a, like that first shot where uh the car is driving up with sweet emotion playing that is one of my favorite shots in all of film and that was like 
fuck, this is going to be good. And I was obsessed with it from then on. Yeah. Th- so so my whole thing with Days of Confused is I can't remember what came first, but I do remember getting it from the library. I was a big my mom would go to the library like once a week or once every two weeks. And I would get like a stack of movies and a stack of CDs. Mm-hmm. And I would like rip the CDs to my computer and I would try to watch all <laughs> of the movies. And Days and Confused is one that I never uh, returned. It was one of those things where for whatever reason, like, I don't know if it got lost, uh, like left behind and lost. But like, Years later, I was like, I still have this copy of Days and Confused from the Comswag <laughs> Public Library. Um, and and I can't remember if it's me seeing it in that context or I had a uh, – my mom had a group of friends. We would always go over to their house like on weekends, and they had uh, they had kids that were like a little bit older than me, and they would always watch movies. And I've got a group of friends that I do that with now. We call ourselves the Pinheads. And um, – <laughs> And and it was kind of like my first pinheads where it was less consistent because we don't we didn't do it week to week. But it was like whenever I was there, they're like, we're going to watch a movie, you know, mm-hmm. and Dazing and Fuse was definitely one of them. I've seen like Attack of the 50 Foot Woman, Attack of the Killer <laughs> Tomatoes with them, like yeah. just like a lot of they're they're They went on to like uh, uh, one of them owns an indie theater in uh, I think he's moving back, but it was in somewhere in the Midwest. Um I'm going to get him on at some point, Ben. He's he's great. And um, I remember very specifically the car, like you were talking, that that shot, the car pulling into the parking lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of the school. And and I remember my dad popping into the room at that point being like, that's a nice car, man. I, I <laughs> and, and, and that's like tattooed in my brain. And I think that my relationship with this thing is like, I don't think I loved it off the bat because it is so unconventional in terms of, if, as a kid. For like, yeah. for like it being a movie because it's a hangout movie. I was like, what happens in this thing? Like, there's no like big point of like, you know, big climax or like, like, um, you know, conflict. They the, the biggest conflict happens like towards the beginning of the movie, being the the kids running away from the, uh, getting hazed basically. Yeah. Um. So so it took me it took me a little while, and then I remember rewatching it. You know, maybe like five ten years ago, and I was like. This thing's perfect. It's like it's mm-hmm. like I I had a better grasp of what a hangout movie was, and and not only was I like appreciative of the, of that, but I think it's like the quintessential hangout movie. I think that yeah. it is like it's like there's no movie better than just like I remember re, I was I rewatched it recently with my wife who isn't super into hangout movies. She was like it was okay, mm-hmm. and I was like I think it's perfect, and I would live in this world for forever you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean and, and 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 that's part of it being the music of it too we saw that i think that was the biggest thing at the young age when i saw it where i was like i love all the music in this because at that age i was mm-hmm. like super into like classic rock acdc and like alice cooper there's a couple of alice, perfect alice cooper needle drops in this oh yeah um uh but yeah so same same thing for you in terms of the music yeah the music was definitely awesome for me i think more than anything because like at that especially at that age i was like it's gotta be metal so like sure. I, even though i loved the music at the time like that didn't really rock my world but i think like i just love hangout movies and yeah. like plotlessness like i think there's sure. something so special about just a snapshot into people's lives and i was really kind of thinking about it last night while i was watching it and I've always been just like a 
like a like a people watcher who like takes in yeah. the environment kind of thing um yeah and i think that's why i love movies like this so much and then i was like well i also love like even though fast times at ridgemont high has a lot more of a, a plot like that was another one that i discovered right around the same time and it's kind of just here's a bunch of high school kids in their daily lives um yeah that that does that plot has like and and that one is so secretly secretly dark too oh yeah don't think, it's, it's like <laughs> it is it really is but you know what? it's an encapsulation of a lot of people's experiences in high school the like the abortion aspect and like mm -hmm. yeah it's that that movie is secretly very heavy yeah it is um but it's masked very well and yeah uh days and confused is kind of like the total contrast because it's it, it there's nothing really that happens but there is this like positive tone to the whole thing oh yeah yeah um makes you feel I good yeah I, I don't know what it is i just think days and confused is like a truly truly perfect snapshot of life like i i feel like i lived in the 70s because i like live in this movie so much you know yeah i get that i completely get that and like yeah there's there's like uh not even just one person that i'll draw like oh I would be this guy. It's kind of like, and and part of what I like about it too is while there is, I, f I feel like it's pretty true to uh, my high school experience in the sense that like, while there are cliques and stuff like that, there really isn't, it's not as like hard lined as a lot of movies make it like mean girls as good as that movie is. It's not like, here's a group of kids. Here's a group of kids. They don't really like hang out with anyone outside of their, it's kind of like everyone gets yeah. along for the most part. And there's a little shot like Matthew McConaughey uh, talking to the redhead and being like, you should, you know, I think those, those kids are losers you should get in this car, but like, that's just him hitting on this girl. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's like the most aggressive thing outside of like the age stuff. I think everyone's kind of hanging out and like mingling and like friends with one another or friendly with one another. And I think that that was kind of like my experience for the most part. Yeah. And I think that was kind of like that. The, I feel like I, Granted, I wasn't like the athlete, but I feel like I related to Randall Pink Floyd because yeah, I was like the my high school school experience was I was the kid who was friends with everyone. Like I yeah. had the nerd friends, I had the stoner friends, like the all of my friends were athletes, but I wasn't. Yeah. Um, so like yeah, I don't know. I just think it. I I like the fluidity between like the nerds, the jocks, the stoners, like Me they, too. cause they do intermingle. Like all of my football player friends were also the biggest stoners of the school, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a hundred percent. Uh, and kind of, kind of similar for me in this, I, I was an athlete, but it was, it's weird because it was hockey. And so hockey was mm -hmm. like a private, not school funded program. So it was like one of those things where, uh, it wasn't like acknowledged by the school. So it was, it was like, I was secretly, an athlete while also being super into music mm -hmm. and friend and, you know, just friendly with everyone. A lot of people who played football also played hockey, but I was just playing so much hockey that I was like, I was, I, I was interested in football and I like football. You're, you're a football guy, you're a Jets guy. Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a baseball guy. Right. I know that you like baseball. I didn't know if you also liked football. No, and no. Yeah. Not a football guy. That's okay. That's, that's fine. Um, it's okay. It's, it's, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah. So I uh, very cool to see that we had similar experiences like that. Yeah. Um. Uh. So 
let's let's dive a little so one thing that i've been doing like i said this has been my third um pod and one thing that i've oh you know what before i do this I, you were talking about like plotlessness in movies and you were getting more into link letter stuff even though we could get into this at the end because it's on my mind now i don't want it to escape me um have you seen some of his because he is kind of uh not i'm gonna say the king of plotless movies but he he's he's got a lot of hangout movies have you seen slacker or any of the before trilogy i actually just watched slacker last night for the first time because i was like i was like man i feel like a dick loving dazing and fuse so much and never really taking the link ladder dive so i was like well i might as well start it tonight and what a beautiful beautiful thing slacker is yeah it's cool it's cool it's very jarring and like i love the you know just going (laughs) from person to person it's it's a it's a cool little movie and yeah uh, i i absolutely loved it what's his face is in it uh i don't know if you caught this or his voice i want to make sure it's not just scanner darkly i think he's in it man am i just i think alex jones is in this thing you know that alex jones has collaborated with richard linkletter a little bit like the alex jones like the alex jones because they're both from texas and don't get me wrong i don't i don't want this to put you off from link letter because he cut ties like pretty a pretty long time ago but uh, alex jones used to be just like kind of like a character in in texas that like he was always a psychopath but i think link letter saw that and you know how eccentric everyone is in slacker yeah, uh, he kind of was like, "Oh, this guy's insane. I I gotta get him in some stuff." I know he does some voice acting in one of his movies in the early two thousands, Scanner Darkly, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's not his only collaboration with him. But I know that Linklater is very, very, you know, like not so recently because he's always been a psycho. But he was like, "Oh yeah, his politics are insane," and I am just, you know, I did not realize what I was getting myself into. So. He hasn't worked with him or anything like that very Thank recently. God. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't mean to scare you, um, but he, he. I was literally just googling like what the relation is right, right. now. Yes. Yeah. I saw. I saw you scrolling. Um, and have you seen the before trilogy at all? Any of that? No, but I. Uh, I was reading up on it, and I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but it like follows the same characters over like twenty-ish yep. years, which like, yeah is that's so fucking cool like that Not- is truly entering their universe and like uh the I, I was listening to a podcast about days and confused and link later yesterday just to kind of like get into the mindset and uh focusing on link like relationship with time in movies was a big point that they talked about and they talked about, out Boy- about that with uh the before trilogy i was like yeah holy shit that's amazing (laughs) they talk about boyhood at all no they didn't really boy had boyhood is a movie that i have not seen but uh a buddy of mine kevin really likes it and um it's shot over 20 years and it's following a kid basically he's he's very into that you know just like yeah and he's doing something right now that's that's being shot uh let me look really quick uh it's called merrily we roll along um, and it, it the only note here is once principal photography begins, filming will continue for the next 20 years. So he's he's very into this, like, while he's working on stuff, he's always working on something. And while he's working on, you know, something that may 
you know, be like, oh, we're going to shoot this for three months and then I'm going to edit it and it'll be out, you know, within the year. He's also working on something that's like so much more long term, which is cool, especially like from a creative aspect. This is especially why I wanted to start doing this podcast, like uh, making these kind of like comparables between uh, creative people within like the film medium and, and music where it's like you I'm sure you're the same way you can churn out songs in like a day sometimes and there's stuff that you'll be working on whether strategic or not for like years yeah yeah I can write a song in an hour or in a month (laughs) and 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 in that same and even thinking about it more uh like pulled back the the idea of like I have like like a band idea you know what I mean that like you you might have ideas for stuff that you want to do or stuff that you're slowly working on that's like I know that this thing isn't going to come to fruition for another like three or four years but Mm -hmm. I'm still going to keep working and that's kind of the same thing with with him where it's like always ideas for something whether it's I want to get this out now or I want to get this out in you know I want to take my time with this and really uh, uh, use time to my advantage and make it part of this project basically. Yeah, and there's something special about like just the the passion aspect of like this is gonna be my downtime like long game kind of yeah. kind of project, and like it's also so interesting to me that he can do that and then crush it at like a School of Rock or the Bad News Bears remake. Yeah, like, it's what a versatile kind of like I, I I don't know. It's just so he he can cover so many different like approaches and successfully too yeah yeah a hundred percent and like so the 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 other thing with the before trilogy is uh it's it's an ethan hawk and and uh, a french actress uh fuck i forget her name and she's great and i feel bad for forgetting her name i just don't know what else she's in that i've seen let me look really quick cast Julie, uh, Julie Delpley, uh, let's see. It's a lot of French stuff, um, but she's in this before trilogy. Um, yeah, she's in, oh, she's in the Three Colors trilogy, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> have you have you seen any of the Three three Colors trilogy? No, I haven't. That, oh my word. Oh, Broken Flowers is cool too. That's, um, what's his face, uh, Bill Murray. And uh, uh, another big uh hangout movie guy uh director jim jarmusch you ever seen any jim jarmusch stuff i am not sure off the top of my head let me look really quick i know that you have uh well maybe mystery train uh dead man ghost dog have you ever seen ghost dog no i've heard a lot about that movie though yeah yeah you'll you'll you'd really like a lot of he's he's kind of of that indie boom too but yeah so uh it's 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 uh ethan hawk and julie delpy um, and again, the three colors shows that's another one I'll text you about, but it's a um uh Czech, uh, Czech uh, some guy from the Czech Republic or I might be getting that wrong. I, I I don't know how to pronounce his name, uh, but he's he's unbelievable. And one of the uh one of the movies, Blue, is truly one of the most like I've never felt more cre you ever watch a movie and you're like, I wanna make something right now. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's I've never felt more that way than after watching Blue. Um, I'll, 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 I'll have to text you about that, but either way, you an Ethan Hawke guy. Yes. I, I, he's one of those dudes that like, I don't even realize how much shit I've seen him in. Um, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, Ethan Hawke rules for sure. You should, you, so, so, uh, you're married to, um, uh, like I said, my wife does not love these hangout movies and she was like, 
not into the before trilogy, but I think it's so sweet and so romantic. And do you know the setup? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know anything about it. All right. Well, this is, is what's your is your wife into movies too? You like watching movies with her? Uh, I have the. Uh, she is both the best person and the worst person to watch movies with because yeah. she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so it's okay. like she right. will. Uh, I'll be like, "Hey, you want to watch this? We'll start something." I'll see that she's not paying attention. I'm like, "Cool, I'm gonna put what I want on." <laughs> right, right. Try the before trilogy with her, just because it's so based in romance and like okay. the idea being this American guy is on this train. And he's, you know, he's finishing up like a Euro vacation and he's on a train from one country to another. Uh, I think he's on his way to France to fly out back to America. And he sees this girl and he just kind of is like, I know this sounds insane, but will you get off at this next stop with me? And like, we'll get to know each other. And the movie is them walking around getting to know each other. And it's That's like amazing. You're going to love this thing, man. You're going to yeah. love this thing. All right. So one of the things that I have been doing in the in the other two that I recorded so far was going through the plot and it gets a little like I feel like I neither I either need to prepare a little bit more for because I'm kind of just like stumbling through by memory and maybe I need to write like a script out for myself or something like that. But I'm going to try something different this time. And I, I, I wrote down notes. You just rewatched it yesterday. I rewatched it like two or three, two or three nights ago. Uh, if you've if if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've seen it. And if you're not, you should go see it. It's it's really, really good. Yes. And and there's there's honestly nothing that we can really spoil about this thing either. No. It's it is in its purest form just a it, we're just hanging out with these people. So I want to what I want to do is I want to ask you about some of your favorite parts. Um oh, yeah. I don't know if you've thought about that ahead of time or anything like that, but do you have do you have any like in the movie itself, like either like specific parts, specific scenes or lengths of like, kind of like from this point to this point, I'm absolutely cooking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, the, the whole thing is that for me. Um, mm -hmm. If I had to pick like a few favorite parts, I would say first one is the baseball scene. Well, okay. Let me back it up even farther. Okay. The whole like first ten minutes, perfect. It is my like just introducing half these characters, perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The like the standout scene that really starts things rolling is when they're at the baseball game and then uh, Mitch gets paddled out. So, in... yeah. So so a little context for that basically being the setup being you know it's the last day of school. And this this is like the the start being uh there there is like the the juniors in high school that are getting ready to be seniors and they're kind of just bit bopping around the school just like you know like you know fucking off not going to class whatever yeah they're checked um, out exactly yeah they're checked out and you're as we're doing this we're introduced to all the different characters and you're kind of introduced to the eighth graders that are moving up to being freshmen and uh. Basically, uh, there is this kind of whisper about hazing and like paddling, and and have you have you ever like is this something that like how old are you? Uh, I just turned thirty. I literally just turned thirty two. So our kind of th this is good where we kind of grew up watching the same stuff and like kind of probably at the same points. Yeah. Was and having kind of the same high school experience. 
Was hazing anything in your high school at all, or like in anything that you were no. involved with? Yeah. No, there was like, there's none of that shit. Uh, like, so I, I think that's part of the allure of this for me is like, man, what a time to be around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, it is, you know, for what it's worth, I understand that hazing gets taken way too far sometimes. This oh, is totally. rel- this is relatively innocent, like stupid, and and I really love the kind of like there's there's clearly you know uh, a main eighth grader, be, you know uh, what's his face being and 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 he's the one who's gonna get hazed the worst because his sister specifically asks, take it easy on my brother. One yeah, of the I worst love things that that's like the catalyst for the whole movie in reality, yeah. like that yeah. quick little like. Hey, take it easy on him. He's little comment. Like yeah. as she's stumbling out of the bathroom. Like yeah. that's the catalyst for the entire movie. Yeah. And so they the these these kids kind of target him coming out of school. And we get the great scene where uh the mom pulls the gun. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and young Ben Affleck. <laughs> yep. That's right. That's right. And so uh, basically, that takes us to this baseball, this baseball game where it's like they escaped these these kids escaped getting paddled outside of school, and now they have to play this baseball game because they're on the baseball team, and uh, and you know they're the the soon to be seniors are waiting for them, uh, and so yeah, so so this this is one of your favorite parts. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, though, I'd probably have to back it up and even say when they show the girls getting hazed and getting That's like, great. ketchup and mustard dumped all over them with why can't we be friends playing in the background. Yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's, fuck, this is going to be so hard for me. Uh, that no, is no, like I know. Yeah. one of my favorite scenes. And every single time I am eating or cooking bacon i say to myself <laughs> now fry like bacon piggies fry <laughs> like I, I just it is just ingrained in me um yeah and and it's like like we were saying it's relatively harmless but it is like there is some some degrading factor to it and and <laughs> and it's it's out in the open too where there are certain characters like this is just so fucked up like why yeah. are you doing this you know it's yeah. those group of like nerds that are you know gonna become uh seniors those kids who who i love i love yeah. all three of those kids which also like i was watching it last night i was like they're really not that nerdy and they're no they're really not showcased as being nerdy like one absolutely not glasses and that's yeah. like the closest thing to being nerds that you really see and they get along with everyone too for the most part you know it's like yeah so so it's one of those things where uh the they ask the girl that that hazing part you know the the senior girls are like oh uh ask you have to ask him to marry you you know you mm-hmm. have to propose so i love that too where it's yeah. like what are you going to do for me yeah. uh <laughs> and and the one the one guy being like get up you you don't have to do this this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah that's like i feel like that's what i would have been like i would have just been like this is fucking awkward. Like, just, mm-hmm. just get up. <laughs> and, but it's not so bad that you're like putting a stop to it, you know, where you're just, you're watching, you're like, Oh, this is just, this is so stupid. Yeah. You know, um, such like a light hearted air to all of the hazing. Like, even though like the, the boys are afraid to be getting paddled and everything, yeah. there's just this like air of, they all know that it's ridiculous, but they're yeah. all in on it. 
and the teachers too they're just like the 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 <laughs> oh my god the teacher in middle school who's yeah. just like it tells the war story it's yeah. so good it's so good man 25 and, of you ain't coming back <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like perfect uh and so so basically uh it, it, this is what i like about the hazing too um uh the, the the one who takes it the best winds up getting in good with the soon to be seniors mm -hmm. where where I, I i feel like that is a real thing where it's like if you kind of take your take your hits that you need to take and you just show that it doesn't really bother you it's it's like the people who are doing you know whether it's like like you know you're talking about no like traditional hazing in your life or anything like that but being like you're a baseball guy did you ever play organized baseball uh yeah, I played from like really really young like t-ball until like eighth grade. Like I never went and played in high school or anything. Gotcha. So this was a thing where I played a lot of hockey growing up, and I I grew up playing roller, and then I was like I gotta get on ice. When I was you know like twelve thirteen, I was like I gotta like I we gotta step this up a little because I was I was doing really well, mm -hmm. and um I'll never forget my first ice practice, and there was a kid who was older than me. And it was my first drill, and I came down with the puck. And in roller, there's no hitting. In ice, there's hitting. And uh, he he came down. I came down, and he just hip checked me, and I just flew. <laughs> and it was this thing where I I was like, oh my god! And I got back up, and I took it really well. And my dad, I'll never forget my dad loving it too, where he was banging on the glass. He thought it was unbelievably funny. Where he was like, <laughs> you want to play? Let's play. Yeah, and I took it. I took it really well, and the team was like super, like, oh, you know, this kid's cool. He's not gonna be a, he, he's not gonna be like a baby about this. And and I think that right. that was kind of the relationship with the paddling, where it's like, oh, you know, this happened to all of us. Whatever, this kid's cool. And it's yeah, I'm I'm sure that you've either been in a situation where you were one of the younger kids who it's like, oh, you know, uh, uh, this kid's all right. Or like you, you're around someone who's younger, and you're like, "Oh, this kid's pretty cool." This I see some of myself in this kid, or something like that. Totally, yeah. Like, kind of now that we're saying it, like my probably my only experience with hazing was like, like when I joined the Acacia Strain. Like mm. I, I was ten years younger than some of the dudes, so it was yeah. like, yeah, they just fucked with me. Uh, nothing like detrimental or anything, but like I was definitely. The one that they wanted to stress out. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, I feel like there's there's a band, there's a certain band dynamic where like uh, there's always someone who's like you were, and sometimes it varies tour to tour too, or like just like mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's like oh uh, you know let's let's bother him because it's funny. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's all about how you react to it too. Where it's like sometimes it's in good fun, and sometimes it gets taken too far, especially being on tour. And like it's a long tour or something like that, and someone just says something, and you're like, it's funny at certain points, but right now I I'm I haven't slept in two days, and I have to drive in two hours, and I am not thinking that this is very funny. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but so from the from the baseball scene, uh, uh, any anything anything following that, I know that there is, but like, what what's the next thing that kind of like that you think about? as one of your pivotal uh, standout standout parts the scene it's kind of like the whole like middle 30 minutes of the movie where it's like 
they're at the pool hall and Mitch is going and getting a six pack and like you see the girls like going and driving to meet up with them and then ben yeah, Affleck dude. gets paint thrown on him. Like that's the I mean that's like half the movie right there, but those all just kind of flow into each other. I wanted to park some time and talk about this because this is for me the juice of this movie, and it is mm-hmm. right when McConaughey comes in. And obviously, yep. McConaughey, the the there's two big things that everyone remembers about McConaughey from this movie, and that's right on your shirt, the all right, all right, all right. Yep. And and it is the it is the you know I love these girls because I keep getting older and they stay the same age. And so <laughs> it's that, so fucking creepy, but it's it, so good. <laughs> well, it's what paints him as you're like. And everyone knows a guy like this where it's like there's something off about this guy. I His presence is, like, interesting. <laughs> but then once in a while I'll say something where you're just like, I cannot become close to this guy at yeah. all. Or like, you know, <laughs> so they're kind of hanging around him. And, I, you know, they're they're going to get Aerosmith tickets in the morning. I love that as a catalyst for the movie, too. Like, yeah, same here. Uh, like, kind of, kind of for certain events in the movie. Um, but McConaughey, you know, right off the bat, you're introduced to him. You're like, this guy's older. He's like a little creepier or whatever. And then he says that and you're like, this guy's a sleaze ball. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a dirty human. Yeah. And like, you know, he doesn't meet like, oh God, maybe this is like creeper defending, but like he never, maybe it's cause they don't show it, but there's mm-hmm. never a moment where I'm like, he's too far. Like he just seems like a flirty dude, but granted you never right. see what Wooderson is up to behind closed doors, but yeah. Either way, his character no. is like there's charm to him. It, there, there, there is a charm to him, and that's part it being Matthew McConaughey, and it's part the vibe of the movie that Richard Linklater like lays out. In a different mm. movie, you got you could literally probably take the same footage and put, you know, take away the background noise and put like a like some kind of uh, piano or like like eerie sound sound stuff behind him and it's like and then it's a horror oh, movie <laughs> yeah this man this man is going to murder a young girl you know what i mean yeah so it's totally. like it's it's all about context and and for what it's worth like you're saying his character is interesting and you wanna you wanna you want him on screen because he as an actor and this is his tech technically not his first uh, uh his first acting role but it kind of like is your commercial or something before that. Yeah, there's like two credits, uh, one the year before, which has no Wikipedia page. It's a short film. Uh, he might have even directed it. I don't know. Um, and then something called My Boyfriend's Back, which looks like a stupid schlocky B movie where he he's <laughs> his role is guy number two. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so this is I, I I listened to and I completely forgot about the story about how he got discovered, but he got discovered in some kind of unorthodox way by Link Ladder and um whatever for whatever you know, whatever the events transpire being, he winds up in this movie. And mm-hmm. he, this is like what what makes him. Uh, he, from there, he's in Angels in the Outfield, Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, which I have been told to watch, uh, and I still have not seen, especially being a slasher guy. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I, I love McConaughey. I don't know your what your relationship with him is, but like, I love McConaughey. I think he's great. I just recently rewatched The Wolf on Wall Street. He's unbelievable mm-hmm. on that. Oh yeah. Um, 
I like Dallas Buyers Club. I know not a lot of people do. Or, or, you know, it's kind of like uh, it's it's a little bit more hit or miss for people. Mm-hmm. Interstellar is unbelievable. I love Magic Mike. I think McConaughey is unbelievable. And like, yeah, I'm uh, a big fan. Yeah, yeah. It's and and you know he's in like from here to uh, like kind of Interstellar ish. It's a lot of it's a lot of bullshit. Uh, it's it's nothing <laughs> nothing great. They're, they're, I mean, maybe not interstellar, but like he, he works a lot. He doesn't work quite as much as Ethan Hawk, but he works a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, I, I love McConaughey, and I think that he is like part of the glue that, that, that holds this movie together and just makes it so fucking good. And, and one of my notes on him is uh, from later in the movie, but it's very specifically the crew at the end of the movie is unbelievable. You know, like yeah. everyone hanging out on the football field that winds up going to get Aerosmith tickets or like is in that parking lot talking to the coach is just, mm-hmm. I love hanging out with those people. It is yeah. unbelievable. Um, yeah. But yeah, and the pool hall, like you were saying, this this whole this whole part is awesome. And I wrote down the rec hall is unbelievable. I want to live in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just true. If if this was a place when I was a high school kid, I would live in it. The foosball, yeah. the music, like everyone just it's it's such like a very cool spot. It looks like, yeah, it looks like just a a miniature party all the time. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And uh, let's 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 park time to talk about one more one more part. Pick one more part. Uh, that you really, really like as like kind of like part of this movie, or is there anything else about that middle chunk that stands out to you? Um, I it's so hard to pinpoint anything because this whole movie I'm obsessed yeah, with. But every I, second, yeah. Last night, just as like a new discovery, uh, the character Mel, he's a he's the unsung hero, the singular black character in the entire yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just never realized how awesome his character was throughout. Like he's in it more than I remembered. Um, right. But like, he's, he's a big part in that. Cause he like sends uh, Mitch to go get the beer and like, he comes yep. back and he finally like, not that he was ever like mistreating him, but he was like, yeah, now like you feel this camaraderie from Mel and Mitch. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's part of that my, hazing thing. Right. Where it's like, yeah talking about just kind of like uh this kid took his lumps he's cool and and mel is like this kid's cool yeah exactly and i always <laughs> in that scene i always thought it was funny that like he sends him out to get one six pack and then he brings it back and hands out all six beers like i just yeah i just always found that really comical hey um, that's pretty cool i didn't even clock that that's really cool yeah <laughs> like just uh very communal friendship with everyone um yeah Probably, I I do think the ending is, like, a perfect, beautiful scene of just, like, high school kids hanging out bullshitting on the the 50-yard line. But I think my next favorite moment is before the fight at the, Mm -hmm. like, water tower. uh, Okay. Or the, what do they call it, the moon tower, whatever. Um, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you mentioned this because... Again, I I know we're hopping around a lot, and if you've seen the movie, I'm sure it makes sense. But if you haven't, you know we we talked about last night of high school, the hazing aspect. It basically takes place during one night, the last night of school, mm-hmm. and it's basically just following around these people who are like 
supposed to have a party at this kid's house. The party gets busted because his parents, which is that that whole part's great too. Yeah. But uh, you know, everyone's supposed to be hanging out at this party. It doesn't happen. They go to the rec hall, uh, and then we wind up at this quarry where basically like. You know, I, I I wanted to ask your relationship with, uh, you know, I, uh, I had a group of friends that would go to like the sump or the quarry or something mm-hmm. like that and just hang out like water tower, just like an open field and like, oh, they're going to hang out and they're going to drink. And yeah. uh, you're, you were straight edge growing up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I don't drink anymore. Um, I, I was never like a huge drinker. Yeah. But as I got older, like, and I broke edge and then drank for a while now i don't again um okay but right. i was all my friends like growing up were drinking uh um, right and our place was the train tracks like there was this freight cool. train tracks behind my house that would lead to the mall so we would go to the mall we'd come back they would go get like beer or weed and yeah. we would sit around on these freight train tracks which is and like yeah there was an old toilet factory with like broken toilets <laughs> everywhere so it was like, fact- that was our spot. Toilet factory in New Jersey? Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's Couldn't what, be more well, than that's what it was called. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay, okay, I see. But yeah. The the uh, more I think about it, the more I'm like, it was probably just a store that sold toilets, but... <laughs> no, I, I, I think the toilet factory is probably the best way to put it. That's great. Yeah. That's really, really <laughs> great. Um, so, so yeah, so you had this spot, everyone had this spot, and that's why I think this part is so great, where it's like, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's the high point of the movie, but it is kind of the climax in the sense that it's like, everyone's hanging out and partying. There's the fight, like you said, mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, it's just a stupid, like, someone's drinking and takes something the wrong way, and then yep. it doesn't sit right with someone, and then they just start fighting. And I love the little the, bit where they the talk about- scene where every character is together. Yeah, like yeah. The whole movie comes together in that scene. And I do really like that the the thought process behind it where it's like you charge this guy, you get a couple punches in, he might get one punch off and then they're going to break it up. And that's kind of <laughs> yeah. that's kind of how fights work especially at that age where mm-hmm. no one's letting it go on and it goes on longer than I think he wants it to obviously. It, oh, it absolutely <laughs> it backfires <laughs> completely. Yeah. But I, I like that mindset. Him, like walk around like stewing in his own anger and like trying yep. to work up the courage like seeing him pissed off with a beer in his hand walking through the woods by himself like just getting more and more angry like that that's that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so I want to see if I wrote down any notes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Love the woods party, quarry party, whatever. Uh, and the the older sister younger brother relationship is awesome. Like I, mm-hmm. I, you know, just like right stemming from the take it easier on him to the like, oh, you're out this late. Mom's gonna give it to you. She gave it to me at this age. Like I love that yeah. relationship. I love that they get along. It reminds me a lot of my myself with my sister. We're like a two. They're they're three years apart. You know, mm-hmm. thinking about it, we're two years apart. Kind of the same vibe. And and one of the things that's brought up, uh, two there's two little spots here that I really like. Uh, I came here to kick kick some ass and drink some beer, almost out of beer. <laughs> yeah. Is the origin of that they live? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I love that. How much that has like carried throughout just like popular culture. Um, yeah, I love I love that little moment. And 
the other thing is I love the every other decade sucks theory, which I don't subscribe to, but she's like, <laughs> no, yeah, but it's a yeah. funny way to think about it. <laughs> it really is. It really is. And, and so going by that, 50s sucked, 60s were cool, 70s sucked, 80s were cool, 90s sucked. I, I would almost flip those, kind of. Um, yeah, like I thought the 70s were supposed to be like the cool time and – yeah, the 60s, like, the 60s, like, uh, I think the highlight of, not the highlight, but, like, uh, I don't want to word it like that, but one of the main uh, things in the 60s was, like, Vietnam. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't call it, I guess, you know, it trickles into, but whatever. Uh, I, I just love like, that. That showcases just the the high schooler's perspective so well. Like, Kids that age, too. She's, like, like just 16. Like, she doesn't know yeah. shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love. I, I just. I wrote that down. I absolutely loved it. Um. And so yeah. Let's let's go to, let uh. Let's go to the football field. The end. It's it's the end of the night, and it's just like you know, the party is over, and it's like we got to be like four o'clock in the morning, and everyone's just hanging out on the football field, just talking. Yeah. Um. Uh. And and it's just, it's just really great. They're kind of getting a little bit deep. Um. Mm-hmm. And, Before and like that, real quick, I just also yeah, yeah. want to point out uh, Slater, like the stoner character. Uh, yeah. When, because he, like, obviously the whole reason they're there is because he's like, let's go smoke a joint on the 50 yard line. But yeah, uh, his like rant about George and Martha Washington <laughs> <laughs> and like how George Washington's in an alien cult and he's like growing and smoking weed, like that. And, and how. Uh, the dollar bill was green too, man. Like that is just a perfect rampage rant about nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 um it's one of those things too where like uh yeah it's it's we all know it's like this it's it's like a stereotypical stoner thing um where it, it used to be like uh these kind of like conspiracy theories used to be like oh stoners. You know, people got way too high and like thought uh, a little bit about something, and like you know, I love yeah. that and how that's now just turned into like, <laughs> uh, like a very like weirdly right wing like yeah thing where it's like conspiracy. I I feel like conspiracy theories used to be fun, and now they are all rooted in weird anti semitism and like yeah. <laughs> just like all about how the government is like. I don't know. It's 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 rough. It's, it's always a, really, it's really a rough. Very loaded thing now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it feels and... like they used to be like uh for the most part, like just con- or not even comedic, like uh like a lighthearted, curious skepticism. Sure. But now it's my life is rooted in this. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's rough. It's 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 rough. You find yourself getting too many conspiracy theories, you need to take one step back yeah just and just sign like, off the internet for a minute <laughs> yeah like talk to friends in real life uh call your parents you know so yeah. you know something like try to like reacclimate yourself with the real world yeah um but but so and then while this football stuff's hanging uh going on uh mitch is hanging out with that girl that he met uh mm-hmm. which is another really uh really great thing just kind of like all of them kind of teasing him for hanging out with an older girl yeah. and like <laughs> another and it's another thing where it's like these kids are like this kid this kid's hanging out with like an older high school girl and like man this kid rocks we love this kid yeah i love he's like I the love badass it. he turned he goes from like the most timid kid to like 
he's the man like yeah, in, in a night eight hours <laughs> you know yeah and 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 that kind of takes us like to when he gets home in his room i love him just throwing on those headphones it's like five or six in the mm-hmm. morning yep. and like man just so cool uh and then clearly shit faced <laughs> yeah and then one of the things that we haven't mentioned is the the pledge that the football players have to sign by the coaches where it's like it's a stupid like hey uh sign this thing that says you won't drink uh, or do drugs during the uh football season and yeah. it's so stupid and arbitrary and they all talk about like just sign the thing it doesn't matter like yeah. you can still do whatever you want and it's this it's this it's just so much more uh it's just so much more uh for for um uh oh my god yeah for pink and uh he um his it's like a point of contention the whole movie where he's like i'm not signing this thing and it all builds up to you know they talk about other in the morning they're driving to get aerosmith tickets which i remember that as a thing back in the day too where my dad would have to go to either call someone like a mm-hmm. ticket master or like we'd go we'd go to a store or go to the box office and get tickets for shows yeah. where like he'd be like, all right, we're going and we're getting tickets for like four or five different shows for the summer, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. I remember that and, too. And there's a thing where they they have to drive and uh, you know, they're like, Oh, in the morning we're driving and go and get Aerosmith tickets. And it's a uh, it's Matthew McConaughey is kind of in with that redhead too, where he's like going to Aerosmith, right? Yeah. Where I'm getting that's Aerosmith tickets. Yeah. I love that, and I love you know. Again, I get that she's a senior in high. She's going to be a senior in high school, and he's in his like mid twenties. But yeah. I like I like that they connect in a weird way, where I'm just mm-hmm. like, she seems like she could maybe uh, uh, reel this guy in a little bit. I was it... going to say like she seems like she could like lock him down and and change change Wooderson's life kind of yeah character. yeah. And you kind of hope, and I know that there is that age gap that is like. You know, if someone did that today, it would be like, this man needs to be put away. <laughs> well, I uh, think the, the most interesting thing about Waterson is, like, he's very ambiguous, like, age-wise. Like, I can't yeah. figure out if he's 22, 20, 25, 30. Yeah. Like, I, I straight up can't figure it out. If he's, like, 22, I don't know. I, I don't want to make any <laughs> sweeping statements. All I know is that <laughs> these two characters in this movie that isn't real, yes. I like that they hang out and get together. <laughs> so, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so uh, basically we have the, uh, you know, the the confrontation with the coach, and he's like, I'm not signing this fucking pledge. I might play football next year, but I'm not signing this pledge. Right now my top priority is going to get Aerosmith tickets. And they get in the car, mm-hmm. They go and get Aerosmith tickets and the perfect application of slow ride. The only instance yep. I really want to hear slow ride is <laughs> right here. It's it, it's so funny. In this movie, it is a perfect song. Like if I'm just listening to music on my own or for whatever, you know, reason it comes on in a radio concert or something, I'm like, I mean, I guess I associate it with Days and Confused, so I'm in it for a little while, but it's like mm. it's not it's a skip track. Yeah, yeah, but in the context of the movie, it's like this is the best song. This is the peak of music. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, and then and then that ends the movie. It's one perfect night in you know the the lives of people that uh, are experiencing the last day of school. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it is the 
people are always so surprised that it's my favorite movie because I'm so into like horror movies and shit like that. But like, it is my favorite movie. It's perfect. When you said, when I texted you and I asked what it was, I was surprised myself. I was, I expected, I expected like, I don't know why I kind of expected like an eighties horror movie. That's what yeah. I expected. I expected, but I'm so glad that you picked Days and Confused because one, it made me rewatch it for the first time in like a year and a half. And two, Man, I love this movie. It's so good. Do you uh, yeah. have you seen like the the spiritual sequel? Everybody wants some. No, I haven't. But it's on a list of like it's definitely on my watch list, and that's Link Letter too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like his '80s version. Like he kind of just did Dazed and Confused again, but with like a college baseball team. Um, you like it, dude? It's great. Like it's it it is it is also perfect. Like it it's. It's not obviously Days of Confused, but it is not far off. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that soon. I'm gonna text you what I think about it. Yeah, um, I really genuinely love that movie. It got a bad reception, but I I truly love that movie as well. That I think that this is a perfect transition into the game that I want to play, and we'll just park like five or six minutes and play this game, uh, and I think we'll have fun with it. All right, hit me. Uh, but basically, what I do, I still don't have a name for the game. Um, but, uh, I pick either the director or one of the actors in the movie, and we basically just do a little bit of trivia on them. Uh, and I decided <laughs> to pick, I decided to pick Linklater this time. I did okay. two actors last time. Uh, I did, uh, Michael Shannon as one of them, and, uh, uh I forgot what I did. Oh, I did Alex Wolf because I did Hereditary with, uh. Oh, hell yeah. With Naked Peter Brothers Banashi. <laughs> yes, yeah, and that was fun, that was fun. <laughs> but now let's do a director, let's do Linklater, um. Oh, I'm gonna probably do pretty bad at this because he's like okay. a new a new I've, research topic for me. I've got first of all, there it's more like it, it's more just like talking points than anything. And okay. the first few questions are uh they're multiple choice, so you can just guess. So Okay. <laughs> Richard Richard Linkletter was born in A, Houston, B, Holly Weird, California, C, New Jersey, D, Nashville. Uh Houston. Yep, that's right. Uh, uh, he refuses to live in Hollywood. That's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, which of these is a soon-to-be-slated uh, Richard Linklater movie? A fourth before trilogy movie. Uh, a fourth before movie. Uh, B. Merrily We Roll Along. C. Bernie Two. D. School of Rock Two. Uh, I think Merrily We Roll Along. That's right. That's right. There, there's supposed to be a fourth before movie, but uh, right now it's not happening. Uh, so that was like a little bit of a trick. And yeah. but we did we did talk about Merrily we we were along. So let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which actor has Richard Linklater most collaborated with? A. Ethan Hawke. B. Jack Black. C. Matthew McConaughey. D. Kate Blanchett. Is it Jack Black? It isn't. It's close. I, I I didn't count the amount for Jack Black, but I knew that it was. It, it, it's still a lot with Jack Black, but it's Ethan Hawke. And can okay. you guess how many? Can you guess how many movies they've made together? Probably like eight or nine. Nine. You got it. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, damn, they've worked together a lot. Now that I think about it. Yeah. So it's the Before Trilogy, Tape, Newton Boys, Waking Life, Scanner Darkly, Fast Food Nation, and Boyhood. I've I've seen the Before Trilogy. And um, fuck's sake, that's it. I haven't seen any of these other movies. Uh, I got I Boyhood's very much on my um 
very much on my radar. And uh, two of these are animated too, where he does voices, Scanner Darkly and Waking Life. Um, but I know a lot of people like those. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Has Richard Linklater worn, uh, won an Academy Award? I don't think so. He hasn't. And I usually do this multiple choice, but I, I, I fucked up the way that I worded it or whatever. He's <laughs> been nominated uh, He's been nominated in 2005, 2014, and 2015 for uh, Before Sunset, which is the third movie in the Before Trilogy for Best Writing and Adapted Screenplay. Um, and he was a nominee for Best Writing and Adapted Screenplay for Before Midnight. Okay, so Sunset is the middle one. Midnight's the uh, the third one. And then he was nominated for screenplay, uh, achievement in directing, and uh, best picture for Boyhood in 2015. Um, awesome. Yeah, didn't win any of those. We'll see. Uh, I it nothing that like jumps out to me for something that he'll win uh, for anytime soon. Him Probably and Ethan Hawke too good. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah, I, I'm like a big awards guy, so there's like stuff where I'm like. You know, I it's it's always like it, but it's you know it's so arbitrary. But I I love the I love the award stuff. It's oh, so much. Fun. Me too. I just yeah. never expect things that I personally like the most to ever win. <laughs> That's completely fair. There's been some perplexing choices that yeah. that the Academy has made. Yeah. Um, but uh, I usually do a score thing, but the score is all needle drops. We already talked about that. It's mm. awesome. It's no, awesome. it's perfect. Uh, Linkletter's first movie. Do you know what it was? uh scanner right or uh, no oh my god no not scanner slacker yeah so i thought it was slacker too there's a credit for something else i don't know how much it counts um what is the name of it uh it's impossible to learn to plow by reading books i don't know i think i'm gonna count slacker as that's the real first one yeah i think um, that was like his first like he's got a budget kind of thing yeah yeah uh Highest grossing movie. Do you know what it was? In the U.S. Highest grossing movie in the U.S. Uh, <laughs> School of Rock. <laughs> you got it. 81 right. mil. 81 mil in the U.S. Uh, highest grossing worldwide. No clue. It's still School of Rock. Uh, okay. So it made 49 overseas. So 131 mil worldwide. I can't imagine he expected it to do as well as it did, but maybe. I don't know. No, um, but that's also kind of, I guess, lower than I expected for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. I, I guess because no, it I was agree. really important to me. And I I mean, it was bigger to me probably than the world. If I did adjusted, I would have to look at what adjusted would be, but it's probably fucking ridiculous. So it's <laughs> if if you looked at those numbers adjusted right now, you'd be like, oh, that makes more sense. It's probably okay, like yeah, four, 400 or something like that. That's true. Uh, at, and the last question, uh, have you seen what is his newest movie and have you seen it? I'll give you a hint. It's animated and it came out last year. I don't think you've seen it. I have I definitely not. have not seen it. <laughs> it's it, oh, I'll give you let's let's do this. Can you guess what it's about? No, just OK. <laughs> it's about space. It's called Apollo Ten and a Half, a space age oh, childhood. I did see I was reading up on him and I did see did see that i it was that or the steve carell uh brian cranston movie i want to see that real bad yeah i i'm fascinated by carell i like him a lot um, me too and i think cranston's like one of the best yeah cranston's good cranston rocks um i still have to do i i, I watched like a season and a half of breaking bad and then i fell off but you're missing uh, it. 
<laughs> I know. I got to do it. I get yelled at constantly. Um, but all right. I think that that's going to wrap it up. Tom, uh, really quick, because it's going to kick us off in a minute. Do you have anything coming up that you uh, that you want to plug? No. Just T.W. Smith Guitars and follow me on Letterboxd, Smith 678 <laughs> All right. Sick. Uh, we'll have you back on at some point soon. Maybe talk a little horror. Maybe Lynch. Maybe another Hangout movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, thanks so much for coming on. You rock, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. This was fun. Hell yeah. Later. All right, peace.